Buckeye football finally back. We have been waiting so long for Ohio State to get back on the field, and it's officially game week. But what will this team look like? What are our concerns? And obviously, what do we expect out of quarterback competition? Because that's the question that everybody around Buckeye Nation wants to know the answer to. It sounds like both guys are going to play against Indiana. Who's going to stand out and why? What's Jim Noble's defense going to look like in year two? So many questions to get to. We're going to dive right into it. Buckeye Breakdown, back on the air as we get ready for week one. We've got the whole crew together as we cover Ohio State with our instant analysis from Ohio State. There's something that doesn't feel right. Unbelievable effort from him today. Is EJ Liddell going to crack the first team all Big Ten? I think he can be the guy. I'm not trying to start a quarterback controversy. He seems to have the durability. He certainly has the toughness. This is the question on a lot of people's minds here. Welcome to Buckeye Breakdown. Well, hey, everybody, and welcome back to Buckeye Breakdown as we get ready for Ohio State and Indiana to open up the 2023 campaign. If this is the first time you're joining us, hope you'll be with us throughout the course of the season. If you're a repeat listener or repeat viewer, we certainly appreciate you coming back to, to hang out with us. I'm Brendan Gulick, new co-host this year, Anthony Meglin, former college quarterback. He'll be on board with us each day as we get through this, uh, this 2023 season. Uh, certainly did some introductions in our most recent episode a couple of weeks ago, but um, I, uh, I guess I should lay out at the front. I got married. I, I went on my honeymoon. I tried to get that out of the way before the season started, so we're we're back and we're ready to go. I know I missed part of camp, but uh, that's kind of how things go on the schedule, and, and now it's football time. So uh, excited for that, and, and Anthony, looking forward here at the start of the season. Yeah, I can't believe we, we, we've we made it. We finally made it. We had our little tease in week zero, um, getting some games in this past weekend. But it's great to have you back. Uh, I know that you uh, you were having, you had a very interesting honeymoon. A little bit of had to get canceled with uh, kind of what's going on in Hawaii. So, um, you know, you uh, you had you made the lemonade out of the lemons you were you were dealt uh, for sure. Uh, but yeah, it, was, uh, uh, it was interesting. You can put it that way. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You got to travel the West Coast, which doesn't, which, which isn't a bad deal. Which isn't a yeah. bad alternative. Um, uh, but uh, talk fun. Yeah, yeah. It's uh, it's great to have you back. Um, and and, and excited to get going. It, it, it's uh, it's here. It's game week. It's you know the Buckeyes play in in five day or four days now, and uh, you know it's it's just such an exciting time for every program around the country. But um, a really interesting time for uh, for for Ohio State. Um, being that uh, there, there's a lot of unknown, really. You know, you talk unknown at quarterback, still some unknown at offensive line, uh, and there's just so much going on. So uh, excited to see, you know, where it goes, how it kind of, how it kind of settled, the dust kind of settles this week, and, and really what the outcome is um, come Saturday. I love the way you put that about there being a lot of unknowns because the reality is, on the surface level, you know some of the star power that's coming back, right? You you anticipate the wide receiver room is going to look terrific. Uh, a, a healthy Travion Henderson, I think, is a huge game changer. Uh, how will the running back room be used, though? Can Mayan Williams and Evan Pryor and Chip Trainum get legitimate touches, um, or is it going to be the Travion Henderson show? And and, and how are they going to you know split up carries? I think that's something I'm I'm really interested to see as we get into this this season opener. Absolutely. And on the, for the running back perspective, you, you laid out four, four or five guys right there that can all go right. You, I think when you think of Trey Henderson, um, he's obviously your bell cow. He's going to be the stud that everybody knows, but you know, go, going into some of the other ones, um, you know, Chip Trainum, Mike Williams, like those guys are, these guys can, if, if there was anything that were to happen, um, 
they could go. The, the, those, the, the other guys in that room could go. And obviously everyone's talking about you know, the problems at quarterback or the, the what's now known that they're going to go with two quarterbacks on Saturday. Uh, I think a bigger concern for me at least is still the question marks at left and right tackle. Uh, and I know from, you know, when you were gone, um, they co- coach day had said a number of times, like he wanted the decision to be made on the offensive line two weeks ago from now, from today. Uh, and just so that those lines could start to mesh because that chemistry is so big. Um, just being able to, to grow with your, the guard that's right next to you and understanding how the center is going to react to different, to certain looks and different things. Um, and just getting that chemistry is so big and, you know, being that they've now been in a competition now for over a month uh, at left and right tackle and at quarterback, you know, you just don't know how that's going to really shake out, um, you know, or at least early on in the season. Well, and when you replace three offensive linemen and a, you have a new quarterback, you know, there, there are, I, I don't want to say issues with gelling. I mean, it, it's just going to take a little time for all of that to, to go exactly the way you expect it to. Um I think Ohio State has a lot of confidence in the guys that you know that that are in those spots. But you know, you you know it better than anybody, man. Practice is practice. It's a whole different thing when you line up and you know it's go time in a game. Um, I, I would also add too, you're not replacing just some average Joes. You're replacing yeah, sure. three guys who are NFL talent and uh, and playing good NFL ball already um, in their uh, respective places in Cleveland and Arizona. It's 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 a it's going to look a lot different, uh, and, and that's really the biggest the biggest concern on my side uh, when I look at it is, hey, you're you hopefully you get consistent play out of either uh, McCord or Devin Brown like that they're going to be fine, uh, but if they can't stand up straight and they're and they're not protected and they don't trust what's going on in front of them, that changes the perspective that changes the way that they're viewing the game um, and the way that they're able to operate in the backfield. So that's. A huge concern of mine, uh, being that there's still question marks at left and right tackle. And and I don't know that I expect the offensive line to be overly challenged week one. I, I don't think Indiana's defensive line is fantastic. So maybe that's a good starting point. But even at that, I, I, I again, I'm not worried about Indiana if I'm an Ohio State fan from the standpoint that the Buckeyes are, I think, a four-touchdown favorite, and, and there doesn't seem to exist a world, in my opinion, where the Buckeyes lose this game. But, man, Indiana's played Ohio State pretty tough in, in recent years, and I know that you know maybe maybe the best example of that was when they had Michael Penix at quarterback, and, and obviously he's a really good player. But there's just something about a Tom Allen team, man, when, when you got a group that – you know, you don't have any tape on each other from from you know the current season, so it's it's a different group. Um, you got a whole off season to develop game plans on the guys that you know that are returning. I don't know. I don't. I don't. I don't love starting the season with Indiana the same way a couple of years ago. I didn't love starting the season with Minnesota. Yeah, it's it's a Big Ten matchup. You know, regardless of what they were last year, regardless of what Indiana was has been in the past. You mentioned it; they've played Ohio State tough, um, and and they will. It, it doesn't matter that it's you know the twenty eight point favor or twenty eight point dogs on their side. You know that doesn't matter. They're going to come out and they're just going to give Ohio State their best shot because why not? On their side of things, it's why not. We went three and seven last year. We have a new quarterback. We have new everything. We're in Bloomington. Hopefully, it's going to be nice weather. It'll be sellout, you know, 
pack the pack the stadium. Why not try and, and, and try to pull off the impossible? But uh, it's it's one of those things you just, like you said, just uncomfort. It's just not, you're not playing Western Kentucky. You're not playing Youngstown State. You know, you're not playing Notre Dame, but you're also, you're you just, it's just, you wish you had a couple answers to, to the questions that are still out there before a game like this. I know it's a little bit of a curveball and, and only slightly off topic, but you bring up Notre Dame there. I know you watched the game. Obviously, that's the game that Ohio State fans right now are uh, are, are most in tune with. Is like, okay, the expectation is the Bucks will be three and zero going into Notre Dame. So, what did you think of uh, of the Irish and, and Sam Hartman? Yeah, I thought Hartman looked really smooth. Um, and he didn't do anything. There was nothing that was like wow. Because I thought Navy on the other side looked like very bad. Like I was expecting Navy to put up a little bit of a fight. It just was two different classes. Like normally Navy plays like last six out of 10 years, Navy's played them really tough and lost by less than a touchdown. Um, You know, so they always play them hard. The difference is Notre Dame had all summer to work on the triple option. That does change things. However, Navy just didn't look the part at all. So it was really tough to kind of judge like Sam Hartman threw four touchdowns, looked really smooth. Notre Dame ran the ball. SMA ran for ran wild. Uh, so, I what I would say is that if it was a year in reverse and it was Ohio State Notre Dame Week One, I think we'd be having a very different conversation because sure. Notre Dame's defense looked they were running around like you know running around fast. They were covering. They were hitting. They're physical. They looked athletic. Um, you don't know how that's going to match up. Um, you know, a couple weeks down the road with the elite talent that Ohio State has. Uh, but you know, I think if we rewound this thing three six three hundred sixty five days, it'd be a little bit more of a concern on Ohio State side because uh, because of the of the still unanswered questions that are that are going on down you know down in Columbus there. Kind of looked like Marcus Freeman. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah kind of it's what you expect, right? I mean, they yeah. they that de- I thought their defense looked really good. Yeah, uh, but I agree with you. The offense, it's kind of hard to get a gauge for. You know how how well they played against a team that I just didn't really expect a whole lot from. When yeah, no, it, it it'll be it will it'll be it's obviously it's been circled on everyone's calendar for different reasons, right? It's one of the best matchups of all time, you know, logo wise, history wise, sure. football wise. Uh, but I think uh, as as things progress here, I think Ohio State's kind of thanking their lucky stars that this is that isn't a week one matchup as it was last season. Yeah, no doubt. Let's talk Jim Knowles and, and the defense for a second. I mean, I. I Personally, I am extremely excited to watch Ohio State's pass rush this year. Um, I think the defensive line could be really, really strong. I, you know, I've made no secret about it that I'm a Tommy Eichenberg fan uh, the last couple of years. In fact, I I was talking about him, you know, before he was even seeing regular playing time a couple of years ago. Um, I, I think Tommy's terrific. I cannot wait to see what he's going to do this year as he tries to you know, really improve on his draft stock. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, the, the the casual Ohio State fan is going to go into this year and say, okay, I expect that you're going to be good, but what'd you do to fix the defense? Because too many big plays were costly, especially the last two games you played in the year against Michigan and Georgia. Where's your head at when, when you start thinking about a, a you know, a year two Jim Knowles defense. Yeah, you mentioned that part. We 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 talked a little bit off air. Year two, year two uh, Jim Knowles defenses statistically and historically have improved, um, and that's what you really need to see. Um, really starting from from day one, it can't be a situation where where you're up thirty five nothing in Indiana and they 
hit a 70 yard touchdown pass or have a 60 yard touchdown run. Like none of that can happen because of what we've seen in the past and what has hurt um, Ohio state and cost Ohio state a national title. Like you can't, you can't see that those things. So you need to see improvement there. And that comes from the secondary because I do believe that what you said about their defensive line, um, I think it's elite, um, you know, and I think that it that's one thing that can neutralize a lot of problems. Right? If you're struggling with big pass plays, one thing you can do, get to the quarterback and rush and rush the quarterback, pin your ears back and go. Um, I think a, a huge advantage um, to your point with Tommy is that this is your I don't know. I feel like he's been in college for forever. I feel like he's been playing middle linebacker at Ohio State for a long, long time, four or five years. And that you can't undervalue experience, especially in a day and age when, uh, you know, guys are moving around, they're transferring, they're uh, going from different schools and they're either, either leaving early, especially like your elite, uh, you know, linebackers. Tommy, I think, fits in that really good linebacker category, and he's seen five years of football. So he's seen pretty much everything. He's going to be that quarterback on the field, uh, making sure that everyone's in, their right, in the right alignment, making sure everyone's in the right spots, making the right adjustments and checks. Um, you know, so that is a huge advantage. And then the, the, the answer is going to come in the secondary. Are, is the corners and safeties, are they improved? Um, have they solved any issues that they've had in the past, you know, from the big play category? Um, and I think that, you know, from what we've seen, you know, statistically with Jim Knowles is that in year two, things do get better. Um, and, you know, one of the big plays you can kind of nip in the butt. Um, you should be able to nip them in the butt pretty easily, um, especially with the whole offseason worth of. I'm sure they watch that Michigan game over and over and over and over and over again. Uh, but I, I would I would expect to see improvements in those categories. So the other guy I'm, I'm really looking forward to watching, and I, I get the impression that an awful lot of Buckeye Nation feels this way, is Sonny Styles. Um, just haven't seen enough of him in, in the last couple of years, but what we did see looked really special, and a lot of word coming out of camp that Sonny is jumping off the charts right now. Yeah, he looks like such a dude. Like He just totally looks the part. You see pictures of him, even like – not in pads, but just after practice, you know, proposing with fans. He looks like a transformer. I mean, he is just just <laughs> jacked up. Um, and just every, like you said, every report that's come out of campus, Sonny Styles made more plays today. He made made another interception today. It was all over, was, you know, making stops in the run game. And it's just, it's guys like that who are the elite talent, the elite body type that change, that change things and totally crush any type of momentum for an offense can cancel out any type of big plays the, the it's those type of guys um, that can do that. And, you know, all, 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 all roads are pointing to, or all signs are pointing that Sonny Styles has had an awesome camp and is ready to take that next step um, to be, you know, the next elite Buckeye defender. Let's go back to defensive line for a minute before we wrap with some quarterback talk. Mm-hmm. I, I'm kind of, God, this feels like a hot take, although I don't know that it should be. I, I'm, I'm a little bit, curious if coach Johnson is maybe a bit under the gun because obviously his track record is ridiculous, right? Mm -hmm. I mean, there, there have not been many coaches that have ever had the success, you know, consistently that coach Johnson's had turning guys from good college players into elite college players into top draft picks. Mm -hmm. But I, I thought there was some, 
there were a lot of moments last year where I was frustrated to see who was playing on the defensive line. And he was so keen on wanting to play depth and, and saying, look, we trust the guys that are there. We're going to play a lot of guys. And I, I understand that there were just a lot of critical situations where there were certain guys that weren't on the field that I didn't understand. And I am, I'm going to be keeping an eye this year a little bit more closely on is my call on the field when I think he needs to be, it, you know, where's JT Tuimolo or, or Jack Sawyer in critical situations? Are they there or are they on the sideline? Um, because, you know, I, I, I think this group could be really good. I, I like Kenyatta Jackson. I think he could be a really good player. Um, what, what are we going to see from this defensive line and, and will they quote unquote, you know, over rotate, mm-hmm. um, too many guys. I, I think that is a, a legitimate storyline to watch this year. It's it's almost it's like an embarrassment of riches, right? When you're when you have so many guys that are so good, you want to play them all, and you want to. Hey, how can you argue that you know all of these guys aren't getting in or, or making plays? And but the, when it comes down to it, is that hey, when it's when it's crunch time, or even when it's not crunch time, you know your best players need to be on the field. If you if you're rotating too much, you know, you're getting eight nine guys in. There's no real reason for it because beyond hey, everyone's talented as ta- their talents through the roof, and they can go after the quarterback and they can make plays. Yes, however, the you know the top guys, it's hard to get into a rhythm, and it's really tough to establish. And things change during the game. You, you can catch on to certain things when you're going against against a guy for you know three straight hours and you're hand fighting with him for, for that long. Yes, you're going to need a break, but you're able to build some kind of a tempo and some kind of a rhythm um, when you're in consistently. And like you said, there's it's a really fine line between over-rotating and balancing. Um, so, you know, you really hope that the improvements were made uh, in the offseason. You're studying tape. Like, I'm sure Coach Day was like, hey, why why is JT not in here? It's third and two. Why is Mike Hall not in here? We're, we need to stop, you know, we need to stop the run. Or it's third and eight. Why is Jack not in here? Uh, because we're trying to rush the quarterback. You know, those things you, you'd hope um, kind of got fixed and solved. Uh, but I, I think, you know, in my opinion, less rotation, the better. Um, let let your guys be out there on the field. We've seen JT change games. He can do that in the second quarter. He can do that in the third quarter. He can do that at the end of the game in the fourth quarter. Like things can happen at any point in the game. I think have your guys in there more often leads to better results. I know that's very um, two plus two equals four to say, but um, well, sometimes it is that simple. Yeah. Right. I mean, play your best players. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I, I hope Mike calls a hundred percent healthy. I mean, mm-hmm. you never, you never really know because Ohio State is is so mums the word, I guess, the best way to say it on on injuries. Um, but I, I want to see a healthy defensive line at the start of the season here. Um, so I, I, I think it's something we should keep our eye on. Uh, but obviously the thing that everybody wants to know is what are we doing at quarterback um, and, and how soon until this thing, quote unquote, gets solved. And look, I, I I kind of find myself firmly like in the middle because mm-hmm. I trust Ryan Day, right? His track record at Ohio State developing quarterbacks is better than anybody else in the country. So I I trust him to get it right because he's gotten it right several times. Mm-hmm. I don't know, and we don't know what 
the coaching staff has seen in a lack of consistency. I think he's done a really good job of trying to keep everybody hanging a little bit. Um, he's alluded to the fact that both Devin and Kyle are going to play week one. And, and in my opinion, they probably, unless it becomes painfully obvious who the guy is, they probably should both play week two. Mm-hmm. But I want to see a decision made by the end of game two because I want whoever's going to play against Notre Dame to have a full game before they play the Irish. I don't know if that's Devin or Kyle. I like both guys for a lot of reasons. Um, I I was on the Kyle McCord train a couple of years ago before CJ was named the quarterback. Obviously, CJ turned in an incredible career, but I I think Kyle is a dude. I, I mean, I I think Kyle McCord's going to be an NFL quarterback. I'm not saying he's going to be mm-hmm. a star. I don't know that. We got to see what happens, but he he absolutely could be Brian Hoyer. Yeah. Um, I I think he has all the intangibles to be a professional quarterback, and I. I love his skill set. I love his arm. So what does the coaching staff not see from Kyle in terms of the consistency part of it? Because that's what Ryan Day has talked about a few times. Is it mental? Is it physical? Is it is it not understanding certain defenses? Where where are the breakdowns for both guys? And how quickly can they get those ironed out? I mean, those are the questions going into week one for sure. It was a very – a very um... – What's the right word? I'm trying to figure out. It was just a weird um, dialogue going on. You were obviously you were traveling the West Coast, doing your thing, playing a bunch of golf and whatnot. But here it was like, hey, they didn't. It didn't seem to me the the vibes that I were getting. It didn't seem like um, like someone. They were both like, we got two Patrick Mahomes, and we got to figure. It. That's just not what it felt like. If it, that's what Coach Day is saying, hey, they graded out this past weekend as champions. Uh, you know they they're playing awesome, but the kind of the 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 crumb the crumbs were saying or the tea leaves were saying that like, hey, there's consistency problems, and it didn't seem like it was they weren't making big plays, they weren't making the common play, the easy play, they weren't taking kind of what the defense is giving you. And obviously, I'm seeing this through reports and this and that. Haven't seen a lick of practice. Uh, but that's just kind of what the, the the message has been said is that they were just kind of struggling both of them to make the 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 just the consistent plays keep the chains moving. The big plays are going to come, you know. Those, those we have Marvin Harrison is going to get cut loose, deliver him the football. That's going to happen. However, when it's third and five and you hit, you need to hit Cates over um, over the middle. You need to be accurate. You can't miss high. You can't miss low. Has to hit him right between. You're right in the nine. Um, you know that those types of plays. You wonder if that's more of the question. Uh, because as you mentioned, both of these guys are elite talent. You look at Devin Brown, I mean, just an elite athlete. Uh, and you wonder if it's an accuracy issue. You wonder if it's decision making. And Kyle McCord, you almost wonder if it's a pressing issue. Like he was supposed to come in, the 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 narrative was supposed to be, hey, first week of practice, we'll have this competition. We're gonna hand it off to Kyle and let's go because you've been here for, for much longer. You're a five-star guy. You went to high school with Marvin, you know, all of these things was Kyle supposed, did he kind of come in and be like, Hey, it was expecting it. Things didn't go well right away. And now he's in a battle. You don't know, but I totally agree with you that, Hey, by, by the second half of next week, you know, this week you'll go back and forth. You'll see both guys maybe early on next week, but you need to start getting, Hey, I need to see a half. I need to see a game before you go to South Bend because, you know, you need to have a guy here here soon. Whether I don't think it'll matter. Pick one and go. 
Sure. No, and, and look, I, I I see a comment here that says the first few games are extended time scrimmages to further evaluate. I, I disagree. I mean, I, I I don't think you can treat the first three games like they're just now ah, whatever. We'll figure it out. Um, should Ohio State win those three games somewhat convincingly? Yeah, but that doesn't mean you're guaranteed to do that. And if you have substandard or average quarterback play, you probably won't win them running away. Um, in an era where you've got, for one more year here, only four teams that make the college football playoff, you got to look the part. Yeah. And and the good news for Ohio State is they got enough teams on their schedule that if if they have some lesser convincing wins, but if they go out and, and beat Notre Dame and beat Penn State and beat Wisconsin – and beat Michigan, like that should be enough to get you in the college football playoff anyways. Mm -hmm. But you don't want to have to put yourself in a position where, you know, you need to win those games and look great because you had some wins early in the year that were like, what what was that? Mm -hmm. And I think too, we'll get into it and, you know, next week and the week after, but especially at a program like Ohio state, it's never when you're playing a Western Kentucky or Youngstown state, it's never about winning. It's about, Hey, you know, you need to do these things and you need to look great, and we need to complete these balls and do this, this, and this. And you wonder how Kyle and Devin are going to treat those games. And by treat it, I mean, how are they going to respond when they do throw an incomplete pass or one of them does throw an interception? You know, from a personal experience, I've been in situations like this where you are getting every other series and it's first and 10 and you miss a slant. And, you know, you're now your head goes to, uh, the, is he going to pull me out? Is coach going to yank me next play? Or if I don't get this first down, am I done? Like that's the stuff you're thinking about. You're not thinking about the next play in terms of, Hey, how are we going to move the chains or how are we going to, you know, go score here? It's like, Hey, am I getting taken out here if I miss another ball? So you wonder how they're going to uh, respond to something like that, regardless of who the opponent is. Doesn't matter what's on the other helmet. Um, that's more of the concern. Um, and, and so, yeah, treating these like extended practices or, you know, pseudo scrimmages. I, I, you know, I align with you. I, I don't necessarily agree with that game experience, game reps or game reps, regardless of who the opponent is. Uh, I can't wait, man. It, it's uh, it is darn near here that uh, Ohio state football is going to be on the field on, on Saturday. And, and obviously it's good to be talking about playing against another team and not just camp stuff or, um, you know, position battles and things like that. It's it's time to actually line up and go. Um, and and for as impressive as this team was last year, and for as disappointing an ending as we had, um, the itch to to get started here, I think, is uh, pretty severe. So, looking forward to a, a fun season for sure. Cannot wait. We finally made it. It's fall in the air this morning. It's chilly. The, the, it's it's starting to get that uh, that fall feel. I can't wait for uh, for Saturday in Bloomington. It's hard, hard to believe it, but 3.30 on Saturday. Can't get here. Uh, can't get here soon enough. Buckeye Breakdown Podcast, of course, is part of Buckeyes Now, which is the Fan Nation Network site uh, through Sports Illustrated. You can find all the written content over on BuckeyesNow.com for all the latest news and information related to both the current Ohio State football team and obviously all the guys that have moved along to play in the NFL as well. Um, we've got a lot of content planned for you this week, so hopefully you'll check that out. Uh, if you're watching live with us this morning, thank you. Appreciate that. But know that you can find this after the fact 
uh, on our YouTube channel, or you can find it wherever you like to find your favorite podcasts in the Apple Store and Spotify, Google Play, all of those. Um, we are certainly available on demand as well. Uh, and the the plan is to basically do this just about every morning. Anthony and I will be up at, at 7 a.m. every day, and uh, we think this is a, a time of day where you know people have uh, certainly started their work days or, or started their days as they're on their way to work, but uh, I don't think there are too many other Ohio State sites that are that are live at this time. So hopefully, at least for a little while, we can uh, we can be a stop for you. So if you if you're up early, join us, and if not, that's okay. You can uh, you can jump in afterwards. All right, bro. Any uh, any final thoughts here as we wrap up Monday? Oh, one. Yeah, it's 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 here. We we touched on it. It's uh it's football season. We got high school football in the state of Ohio. We got to got to see uh, some future Buckeyes over the weekend over at the St. Ed's versus uh, uh, Good Council game. It was awesome. It was on ESPN. I'm sure you guys, everyone got to check that out. But there's football going on at all the time at all times, um, and it's uh, it's the best time of the year. So can't cannot wait for Saturday, and just excited to uh, to get this season rolling, get this journey going, um, and being a part of. Uh, uh, Buckeye breakdown and, and and doing it with you is is really exciting to me. So just fired up, uh, fired up about it all. Can't wait. It's going to be awesome. Looking forward to being at every game this year, certainly in Bloomington on Saturday afternoon. We'll give you wall-to-wall coverage all day long as Ohio State gets ready for the Indiana Hoosiers. We'll see you tomorrow morning, Tuesday at 7 a.m. We'll give you a better look at the Hoosiers themselves and start diving into some of the matchups in this game, what we think Indiana could present to the Buckeyes We'll do uh, both an offensive and defensive look uh, from Indiana and Ohio State coming up this week. We'll also have uh, a chance to hear from Ryan Day tomorrow at 12 noon. Jim Knowles will talk to the media. Wednesday, we'll talk to different players after practice. Uh, we got plenty of coverage coming for you all week. So keep it here. Buckeye Breakdown, uh, part of the Buckeyes Now team.